worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us. The Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, beginning at verse 1. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guard shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as the Lord said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Now while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Verses 1 through 20, Matthew chapter 28. Father, thank you, Lord, for the wonderful story of the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the privilege of knowing that in your love, mercy, and grace, Lord, you reached through your powerful word and saved us and made us brand new. And not only did you save us, but you commissioned us and set us on fire to be witnesses and ambassadors for your kingdom as we go out into this world to serve you and follow you as well. Father, thank you for this privilege, this great opportunity, and this great responsibility of being witnesses for you. Lord, just do a special work in our hearts. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of evangelism and discipleship. Help us to recognize, Lord, that we all have a great and wonderful responsibility of being bright witnesses and bright lights in the world, shining for Jesus Christ, pointing the world to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, knowing that he really is the answer to everything. Thank you for the privilege of being your ambassadors in this world. In Jesus' name we do pray.
Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Our Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that we can approach your throne today, and we recognize it's because we're clothed uh, in the righteousness of your precious Son, Jesus, who died a terrible death on the cross, who hung and died there, and was buried and rose again on the third day. He sits at your right hand on high, Father. We're so thankful to know that. We're thankful to know that one day he will return and take us where he is. We rejoice in that today, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We're very blessed and honored to have with us in studio today Douglas Nielsen. He's the author of a book entitled God's Hands on a Saved Sinner. Douglas, how are you today? Doing well. Thank you, sir. Great to have you with us today. And Douglas, again, I had the privilege of getting your book on just a few weeks ago, and it was passed to me, passed on to me from the editor of The Stand, our magazine. And again, I appreciate you giving giving me the opportunity to take a look at the book. And so we're privileged to have you here to talk about the book and the mission behind it as well. So thanks again for being with us today. Yeah, it's a blessing to be here today with y'all. All righty. As we start, I'm going to ask if you'll just take a moment to further introduce yourself to our listeners, whatever you'd like to share with them about who you are, and then we want to dive into the message and the mission behind the book, God's Hand on a Saved Sinner. Yes, sir. Uh, I am from Amer, Mississippi. Uh, I work at Walmart in Amer. Uh, lived here for 30 years. I spent 30 years at Walmart. I spent 34 years in the National Guard. Uh, and this book, the only read, one of the main reasons I wrote this book was not for my own self, but for God's glory. I didn't mm. do it for me. I did it. God showed me what to write down. Mm. You know, uh, again, really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today, uh, Douglas. And um, one of the things I, I want to impress upon every single listener is for us to understand that every believer in the world has a testimony, and our testimony is both powerful and it's a very valuable weapon, and it's a dangerous weapon to the kingdom of darkness because yes, a testimony is empowered by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit knows how to reach through any believer's testimony and accomplish exploits for the kingdom of God. So again, we appreciate you being with us today. Father, thank you, Lord, again, for every person that will hear our brother Doug's story and the message and mission behind his book. And Lord, do a perfect work in the heart of every listener as they hear what the Spirit of God is going to say to them today through the broadcast. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Well, and you know, I want to say to every listener, as you listen to our brother Doug share about his book, I want you to listen for what the Lord would say to you about you being becoming a brighter, shining witness and ambassador for God's kingdom. Because remember, every believer in all the world have a responsibility of representing Christ as witnesses in the world. Remember, the work of the Great Commission is, amongst other things, it's a command to all of us to be bright, shining witnesses in the world for the Lord Jesus Christ. So now, Doug, as we look at the book, again, the book is entitled God's Hand on a Saved Sinner. Now, I want to ask you this. Where did the title come from? Why did you give the book this title, God's Hand on a Saved Sinner? As a as I've gotten older in my life, I've seen, I've looked back and seen times where it was only through God's hand that I survived, that I, whether he did it 
uh, trying to see whether he did it for a reason. I know there's a reason because only God has a purpose and only he knows what it is in my life. That's right. Um, but as I was younger, I may not have seen that. But mm -hmm. now that I'm older and looking back, I see where God's hand saved me from different issues I had in my life. Mm -hmm. How old were you when you came to know Christ? Uh, about 14. About 14 years yes, old? Yes, sir. Okay, then. So but what part of what you're saying is that as you look back, even before you got saved, you saw how God was taking care of you and preserving you. And one thing I think I picked up from the book is that, like, uh, you as a child, like lots of children, sometimes we do some not very smart things, <laughs> sometimes dangerous things. I know what you're and, talking about. <laughs> and if it weren't for God, a lot of us wouldn't have lived to, into adulthood. You yes, know? sir. So, yeah. So, again, so the title, the title of the book, God's Hand on a Saved Sinner. So, specifically, part of it is you're sh sharing how you saw God take care of you even long before you came to know the Lord. Then. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, do you have an example or two from the book that you'd like to share about the, God doing just that? Yes, sir. The one I think you're referring to is when I was about seven or eight, I was— I had a, as most young folks do, I had a vivid imagination, mm -hmm. and I thought if I put a towel on my, and tucked in the back of my shirt, I could play Superman. Okay. And when I went to jump off the bed to the dresser, I missed and busted my eye open. Hmm. Okay. And I had to go get stitches. Then when I come back home. Not being a very brainy person, I tried it again and busted the other eye open and had to go back and get more stitches. Mm. Well, you know, Doug, I'm glad that it was not more than just jumping okay. off the bed because I've heard of people taking a Superman towel on and jumping off the house. <laughs> and by God's grace, and again, it was God's grace there, too, that they survived. Yes, sir. So, so. Only through God's grace. Mm. Well, and and so would you say too that like one uh, one of the goals behind the book is really to help people to come to realize that Jesus really is the answer to everything in life. Yes, sir. Without mm. Him, I could be I could do nothing. Mm. I want to ask Doug, if, would you take a moment to pray for people that are listening that they would really receive everything the Lord wants to say to them through the broadcast today? Yes, sir. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to. Just open the ears of the listeners to this message. We thank you, Lord, for Pastor Parker and the message he brings every morning. Dear Lord, we know that we are all just sinners, and without you, Jesus, that we could not be saved. And dear Lord, we also ask that your forgiveness of us our many sins. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So you grew up in, did you say, in Amory, Mississippi there? I grew up in Wisconsin, and I moved okay. here when I was 14. Okay, so you're not originally from Mississippi, no, sir. but you've lived here most of your life then. Yes, sir. So it was right after you got saved that you moved to Mississippi then? Oh, uh, is before I got saved, yes. Before you got saved. Okay, then. So you moved from cold country down to warm country. Yes, sir. <laughs> Okay, so, so, but you were old enough where there's a lot, you remember a lot about Wisconsin, obviously. Yes, sir. So, okay. Do you miss being in Wisconsin? Uh, no, sir. Uh, that last year I was there, we had, in, I think we had 82 inches of snow that whole year. I don't mm -hmm. miss it a bit. <laughs> All right. Well, again, uh, 
If someone would like to get a copy of the book, again, the title of the book is God's Hand on a Saved Sinner. How can they do that? Uh, it's at Amazon.com, uh, BarnesandNoble.com, Books a Million, uh, and also Walmart.com. Okay. And who would you encourage to buy your book? Uh, anybody that thinks they're, that needs a, because in, in my, if I can just read this right quick, I'm okay. sorry. Okay, that's fine. It said, this is the preface to my book. It says, I have written this book, not for my own glory, but to show the merciness, mercifulness of God to a sinner. This book will take you through, partially through the life of a sinner who only live through the grace, love, and hand of God. And as I, it is only through God's hand and grace that I came to know Jesus and be saved. This book is also, it, but it's mainly to let folks know that there's none too filthy that God can't save. He can save somebody from the sin of lying to the sin of murder. He can mm -hmm. still he can still have an effect in a uh every effect on our life, yes. Sir. Everyone and of course the reality is every human being needs Jesus Christ. Every human being needs to know Christ for themselves and of course to be able to go to heaven, we need to know Jesus. Yes, period. sir. And uh the reality is that we live in a world where people Run the gamut. You have some people that are basically nice people, but they still need Jesus. Yes, sir. Then there's some people that are mean people. They need Jesus. And some people live what you'd call, quote, unquote, moral lives. But everybody needs Jesus Christ to go to heaven. So it's yes, important to understand that the message of the gospel is for the whole world. Father, thank you for the opportunity you give us of being representatives for your kingdom everywhere we go. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of passion and grace that we would desire to be passionate witnesses for you continually. We thank and praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our guest today is Douglas Nielsen. He's the author of the book, God's Hands on a Saved Sinner. We'll be right back. Something 
my daddy didn't understand Something his daddy didn't understand So it starts with me I was raised with distrust in my heart Mama told me we're worlds apart Her mama told her don't even bother So it starts with me Cause we can be free, yeah, yeah, I know that Let's try to fix the things that's been broken We can be free Music of Toby Mac with It Starts With Me. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our in-studio guest today is Douglas Nielsen. He's the author of God's Hands on a Save Center. Douglas, share with our listeners again, if they'd like to get a copy of the book, tell them again how they can do that. Uh, it's a yearly out of major outlets, Amazon, Books and Million, Barnes & Noble, uh, Walmart.com. All righty. And again, I want to encourage each listener to prayerfully consider getting a copy of the book. Again, the uh, the title of Doug's book is God's Hand on a Saved Sinner. And let me just mention on the broadcast today, amongst other things, we're certainly encouraging you to prayerfully consider getting a copy of the book as, a, amongst other things, a witnessing tool. But also, we're going to be sharing, uh, as we do sometimes, artic- one or two articles that are also tools for the same purpose. Because remember this. Just as Doug has mentioned in his life, his, one of his goals is to shine, let the witness of Christ shine through his life through the book that he wrote. Again, the title of the book, God's Hand on a Saved Sinner. All of us have a very important responsibility of being witnesses for Christ Jesus. You know, we live in a world where there are lots of problems, lots of challenges, lots of storms people deal with. But remember this, when life comes to an end, Those problems don't matter anymore. The only thing that matters when a person dies is, did you know Jesus Christ? Nothing else matters anymore. Whether you had a million dollars in the bank or whether you didn't have a dime in the bank, that doesn't matter anymore. If you owned a a thousand acres or you didn't own an inch, a square inch of uh, real estate, that doesn't matter. How many cars you did or didn't own, that doesn't matter. How much you did or didn't accomplish, how much you traveled in your life, The only thing that matters is, do you know Jesus Christ? And if you know Christ, then a very important responsibility is that we live in such a way that we help as many people go with us to heaven and help as many people grow up in their faith as we can, being ambassadors for Christ. I want to share with you an article that's entitled, Jesus, the Answer to Everything. Now, I want to mention this particular article was written during the Christmas season, but it's really about being a witness and witnessing for Christ. Again, the title of the article, Jesus, the Answer to Everything. Matthew one twenty one. you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then Luke chapter 2, verse 11, for unto you is born this day, in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. As we read the joy and grace-filled stories of Christmas found in Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and Luke chapters 1 and 2, one truth is clear. Some of the key people in, the blessed, in this blessed story are overjoyed to come and find the babe, Christ our King. They're excited, full of joy, and filled with wonder and awe because they've had the great privilege to see the Messiah, Christ the answer to all of the world's problems, has come into the world bringing salvation, peace, and goodwill. In Genesis chapter 3, the sin problem entered into the world bringing with it a host of other problems and issues. When Christ came into the world, he came as the answer to all those problems. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world, 
that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loved us so much that he was willing to give the best that he had, his Son, Jesus Christ, to come, live in this world, die on the cross in order to make a way for us to be saved. And he did just that. The truth is, all of us as human beings have a longing in our hearts to know and have a relationship with Christ. Sadly, too often we just don't fully realize it. The story is told of a man who, when drafted into the army, picked up this very strange habit. He would walk around inside and outside the barracks, and every time he would find a piece of paper, he'd pick it up and read it and say out loud, that's not it, that's just not it. After a few weeks of hearing about this soldier's strange habit, the company commander called him into his office and said, Private, what's your problem? The young soldier responded, Sir, I don't have a problem. The commander then asked him, Well, what is it that you're looking for when you're looking at all these pieces of paper and reading them? Well, sir, I don't know what I'm looking for, but every time I find and read the pieces of paper that I find that I come across, I realize it's not what I'm looking for. The company commander questioned him a little further and then dismissed him. The young private continued his strange habit for a few more weeks, and finally, the commander had had enough. He called the strange young soldier into his office. He then told the young man, Soldier, I'm sorry, we're going to have to get rid of you. The army can't afford to keep soldiers like you. If we had an army full of soldiers like you, we'd have a messed up army. We're just going to have to let you go. The commander pulled out of his drawer some papers that said, Discharge across the top. He signed them and handed them to the young man. The soldier took one look at the papers and then yelled at the top of his lungs, That's it! That's it! The moment he read the papers that said he could get out of the army, he realized that's what he'd been looking for all the time. Again, we live in a world where many people are looking for something, and most of them don't even know what they're looking for. They're looking for meaning and fulfillment, and they just can't seem to find either one. Many look for them in all kinds of wrong relationships. Some of them look for it through the end of a bottle, or a needle. Some look for fulfillment in thrills and excitement from things they pay to do or to see. But time and time again, when these individuals make the step in their lives to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of their lives and are born again, something on the inside of them cries out with all of its might, that's it, that's it. Jesus Christ is what I've been looking for all the time. If you find yourself searching for meaning, fulfillment, purpose, and direction in your life, and you've looked and looked but just not found what you were looking for, then look no further. Jesus Christ is the answer. Would you take the step in your life to receive him as your Lord and Savior, the Lord and Savior of your life today? Today is a good day to meet the one who is and has the answer to all of life's questions and issues. Today is a good day to ask Christ to come into your heart to live inside you, and to live through you. If you wish to make that step, you can do that by praying a simple prayer such as this one. So as you're listening now, if you've never invited Jesus Christ to come into your heart as your Lord and Savior, we'd like to invite you to pray this prayer with us even now. If you want to make that step from your heart, would you pray this prayer with us now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so very much that a long time ago you came into the world you lived. You died on the cross to pay for all the wrong things I've done. 
Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved and spend all eternity with you. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. You told us in the Bible, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, again, as we normally try to remind you that if you made that step, if you prayed that prayer today, please email us. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and some resources that are going to help you to begin to grow strong and deep in your walk your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, please email us, joseph at afr.net. Now, Doug, I wanted to ask you this too. You shared about things you've done as a witness, even on your job where you work. You want to share with us about about that? Uh, First, I will, but first, if I can, let me remark back to your article. There's a a thing in my book where when we were called up to Iraq, Mm -hmm. I had got with, I was... This is when you were in the National... Yes, sir. When I was in the National Guard, National I was Guard. blessed enough to to be running a dining facility. Mm-hmm. And I had got with the chaplain, which is the minister for the Army, mm-hmm. and I had got tracts and Bibles from him mm. and put them out in my dining hall because we had people from India, Uganda, uh, different countries... And they would come in and pick them up. Mm-hmm. Now they may not always understood what they were reading because mm-hmm. it was in English. Mm-hmm. But it, we were there was usually somebody there to help them, mm-hmm. you know, try to understand and spread the word that way also. Mm-hmm. So in in the midst of being up in in the armed forces, God gave you just great opportunity to still be a bright yes, shining sir. witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. And, you know, uh, Doug, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, the fact is, if we're willing to let Christ shine through our words, our actions, our attitude, who we are, what we do, wherever we are, the Lord can use us. He yes, can sir. put. He can get great mileage out of us. The goal is for us to be available vessels then. So. Yes, sir. But uh, anything else you wanted to share about how you've been a witness on your job sometimes? Uh, yes. As I, as I stated earlier, I'm, I work at Walmart and Amer. Mm-hmm. I work for online grocery pickup we're the ones that drive them little blue carts that try to run everybody over <laughs> uh, and on the front of my on the front of my cart mm-hmm. my store manager has blessed us well god blessed him and then he allowed us to put uh religious signs on the front of our carts mm-hmm. and mine says romans 9 through uh romans 10 9 13 and it all, I have one also that says, uh, heaven or hell, your choice. Mm. And then I have some others that are made up that, uh, like I said, God blessed him to let, to allow us to uh, put them on a cart so we're, people can see the word as we're driving around our, our little carts. <laughs> mm. That's good. And, you know, anytime you point people to the Word of God, that's that's a fruitful thing, though, because the reality is, you know, 
the Word of God is God's book. And, you know, uh, of course, the Bible is the best-selling book in the world, has been for centuries, and for good reason. The author is the creator of the universe. Yes, and, you know, we people spend a lot of time reading other things, but what better thing, and there is nothing better you can read than God's precious Word and His powerful Word. And it's one way for us to shine for Christ. And, you know, many people in the world have gotten saved through reading Scripture, through reading the Word of God. And so it's good to point people to Christ in that way. I want to share a couple of passages that uh, just bring out some important uh, truths about being a witness for Christ. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Again, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Then 1 Peter First Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with, yet do it with gentleness and respect. And then uh, the scripture that we actually read earlier when we read Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, it tells us, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Again, a reminder that we are to be bright, shining witnesses for Christ. And then finally, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 10 tells us, You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. Again, that's Isaiah 43, 10. How important it is that we take being a witness for Christ very, very serious. Father, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that you give us to be bright, shining witnesses in a world that's so, so dark. Lord, what a privilege it is for us to be um, vessels through which we can bring the answer to all of the world's problems, the answer being our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, help us all to grow tremendously this day in our understanding of the seriousness, the critical soberness with which we're to approach this very important work, to know that every day is an important day to shine for Jesus Christ. Every day is an important day for us to be set on fire of your Holy Spirit in such a way that our words, our actions, our attitude, the things we say, the things we do, the way we live is on fire of your Holy Spirit, and your Spirit can reach through us to point the world to Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to know that every day is a day to be on the job, that we never take a day off from being witnesses and ambassadors for your kingdom. Thank you for that privilege, that opportunity, that blessed privilege for us to be a part of in this world as we do your work. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our in-studio guest today is Douglas Nielsen. He's the author of the book, God's Hands on a Saved Sinner. We'll be right back. Time to believe 
Music of Forever Jones with Time to Believe. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our in-studio guest today is Douglas Nielsen. He's the author of the book, God's Hands on a Saved Sinner. Now, Douglas, tell our listeners know, your journey. How, how did you come to know Christ? Uh, as a young child, I was playing out in the yard, and a church bus pulled up and asked, did me and my brother want to go start attending church with them well we knew not to necessarily just run off with strangers so we went and asked our parents Mm -hmm. and my mom and uh she said yes they could come pick us up and they they uh it was case and baptist church and uh they started coming there every sunday and picking us up taking us back home and that let led me to learn more about the Lord and led me down the path to finally reach salvation. Mm. So you and, started attending that church? Yes, sir. Eventually. I was attending that church, yes, sir. Mm. And uh, I still see that bus driver at work every once in a while at Walmart, and I had to thank him mm-hmm. and just tell him. And he had told me that he is working on a book mm-hmm. that has to deal with the, his 30-something years of driving the bus, church bus. Hmm. That sounds like that could be an interesting journey, a book and journey as well to share. So thank you for sharing that. So thank praise you. Praise God for that. Uh, I want to share with our listeners one more article that's it's a tool, like I said, and again, we're encouraging you. Email us. My email, my email is joseph at afr.net. If you'd like to get a copy of the first article entitled, Again, Jesus, the answer to everything, or this article. And this is one I've, I've recently shared, but again, keep in mind, it's a tool. It's a witnessing tool, and it's about a very serious topic. It's important for us to understand that when people die, everyone either goes to heaven or to hell. This article is entitled, A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 5 tells us, But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry, again, 2 Timothy 4, verse 5. Then Luke chapter 16, verses 27 and 28. Then the rich man said, Please, Father Abraham, at least send him to my father's home, for I have five brothers and I want him to warn them so they don't end up in this place of torment. Again, Luke 16, 27 to 28. The following are two letters sent, as if these two young men had the unique opportunity to send a letter back to their living parents after their lives ended on earth. The first letter. Dear Dad and Mom, It's me, Jack, and I just wanted to share my experience after life ended on earth for me. After I took my last breath, lying on that hospital bed, I felt myself rise up. I saw you both as you started to cry. I wanted so much to comfort you and tell you that all of a sudden I didn't hurt anymore. I wanted to let you know that I felt fine. But as I stood up, I noticed that my body was still lying on the bed, not moving. But I felt great. I was completely healed and well. All of a sudden, two very tall, beautiful angels walked into the room. Each one took me by the arm and whisked me away. 
we went right through the roof of the hospital, flew at an extremely fast speed into the sky and then through space. And very quickly, we passed through the gates of heaven. Dad and Mom, I wish you both could see this place. It's so beautiful. I don't have words to describe how beautiful it is. Everything is so bright and pretty and beautiful. The streets really are made out of pure gold. The houses and other buildings are stunning to look at. Everyone here is so happy. The whole place is awesome, bright and glorious. Then, very soon, my escorting angels told me, He's coming. As I looked, there walking up to me was Jesus. Oh, he was so gloriously beautiful and wonderful to see. He came up and gave me a big embrace. It felt like I was covered with love and grace. I'm so thankful to the Lord for saving me. I'm thankful that I committed my life to the Lord and served him when I was alive. Praise God. Suddenly, I thought to myself, I wish I had told many more people about Jesus and how to be saved. I wouldn't want anyone to miss him or miss living in this wonderful place called heaven. Love in Christ, your son, Jack. Then the next letter. Dear Dad and Mom, it's me, Reg. I wanted to let you know about what happened after life came to an end for me on earth. After I stopped breathing, I apparently left my body. I tried to talk to the two of you, but you couldn't hear anything I was saying to you. I looked at my bed and saw my lifeless body, although I was standing right beside the two of you. Then, all of a sudden, two of the most horrible-looking creatures I've ever seen walked through the walls of the room. They were demons. They quickly walked up to me before I could yell and grabbed me. I yelled and asked you both to please help me. Help me get away from these horrible creatures, but you couldn't hear me at all. They dragged me as I was kicking and screaming at them to let me go, but they wouldn't. They said, come with us. You belong to us now. A huge hole appeared out of nowhere in the floor and they dragged me down into it. I cried out, screamed and yelled as loud as I could, let me go. But they just laughed at me and kept pulling me down the hole. The hole was a dark tunnel, dark, so dark. They kept pulling me down, pulling me down. The deeper we went, the hotter it became. Finally, we reached the bottom. I felt like I was being scalded all over my body. I was burning on every inch of my being. The demons grabbed my wrists and clamped chains on them. Then they threw me into some kind of cell. It was so hot in here. And the whole place smelled awful, a stench much, much worse than anything I'd ever smelled on earth. I was in unbearable pain and agony from the extreme heat and pain all over my body. I said, please, I don't want to be here. Let me out. The two demons laughed at me and walked away. In the midst of my agony and pain, I looked through the door of my cell and saw many more prison-like cells, almost just like mine, as far as my eyes could see down the hallway. And I could hear what seemed like thousands of moans and groans and cries of men and women in agony and despair. The groans and their cries poured from all those cells. 
Dad and Mom, I'm no longer an atheist. Though I was an atheist most of my adult life on earth, I now believe in God. I believe in God and heaven and hell and all those things those preachers used to talk about in church and on TV. I used to make fun of preachers, laugh at them and call them ignorant fools. Now I realize they were right, every one of them, as they preached the Bible, the Word of God. And I wish now that I had just one more day to be alive, one more day to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. If I had only one more day, I would listen to the gospel and I'd run to give my life to Christ. But for me, Dad and Mom, it's too late. Dad and Mom, please tell all my brothers and sisters, my cousins and others, tell all my friends, give your lives to Jesus Christ today. Don't wait another day. This place is so terrible, just so awful. Tell them don't come here. Get saved. Don't make the mistake I made. Give your life to Jesus Christ this day. Don't come down here. Your son, Reg. And the article, of course, concludes with a salvation prayer. But again, the article is entitled, A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell. And remember, the article is a tool for sharing the gospel. It's a tool for evangelism and discipleship. And remember, we're encouraging you, email us to get a copy of the article. Again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Again, one of our goals is to be God's instruments to help take as many people with us to heaven as we possibly can and help as many people miss hell as we possibly can as well. So, Doug, again, the title of your book, God's Hand on a Saved Center. Again, we're grateful that you came and were able to share about the book. One more time, tell our listeners how they can get a copy of the book if they'd like to. Uh, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Walmart.com. All right. And our, our time is almost gone. Any final words you'd like to share with our listeners about the importance of being a witness in your life? Uh, yes. The, the main reason, one of the main reasons that I wrote this book was to show that, that nobody is too filthy for God's saving hand. Through God's love and grace, we can all reach salvation. Amen. Amen. And you were sharing with me again, you used the Roman rolled gospel track as a yes, as a witnessing tool. Uh how do you use it? Well, it's uh I I put them I hand them out with my books mm-hmm. when I have them at Walmart and also I give them to customers that uh I passed Mm-hmm. That uh, I can't I can't say it that I think I need that that I think need them mm-hmm. because everybody needs it. That's right. It's not right. I can't be judgmental and mm-hmm. by go by somebody looks. I had to go by everybody needs Jesus, not just my not just me. And the mm-hmm. Roman road, it it's a trek. It says, uh, Romans three twenty three says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Romans six twenty three says, For the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life. Romans 5, 8 says, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And Romans 9, Romans 10, 9 is, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
And in Romans 10, 13, is everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. And that's why I have, that's one reason I have it on the front of my cart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, different people find different gospel tracks that they wish to use, but I would encourage every single believer listening, ask, pray and ask God to help you find the gospel track or tra- certain tracks that you feel like are especially helpful for you to use, but get some sort of track and carry them with you wherever you go because the fact is God can use you in and everywhere you go as a bright, shining witness for Christ. Let's be about our Father's business of doing the work of, as the scripture we read earlier, it tells us, do the work of an evangelist. That's a scripture to every believer in all the world. We're all witnesses for Christ Jesus. But once again, we want to invite, if there's anyone listening, and maybe some of you might have prayed earlier when we invited you to pray, but I want to give you one more opportunity. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, today is a wonderful day to get saved. If you wish to recommit your heart to the Lord, we invite you to pray this prayer with us even now from your heart. If you want to make that step and receive Christ, would you pray this prayer with me now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so very much that many, many years ago you came into this world. You lived your life. You died on the cross to pay for all the sins and wrongs we've ever done. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrongs I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life for you. Help me to read your word daily. Help me to pray daily. Help me to live an obedient life to you daily. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, my email, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please email us so we can share that with you. Again, joseph at afr.net. We hope definitely to hear from you. Again, Doug, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, sir. It's been a blessing. Honored to have you with us. And once again, if you're listening and you wanted to get a copy of his book, again, the title of the book, God's Hand on a Saved Center, tell our listeners one more time how they can get the book. Uh, Walmart.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books of Me. All right. Encouraging every single listener to prayerfully consider getting a copy of the book from our brother Douglas Nielsen. Again, the book, God's Hand on a Saved Center. Thanks for listening. Be a bright, shining witness for Christ wherever you go. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.